What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host, Sean, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and replace stand culture with the protocol of the Human Resources Department. Join me five days a week as I dissect your favorite shows while getting to know my favorite content creators and personalities through their connections to reality TV. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They are a YouTuber and content creator bringing you all the spiciest recaps in the HCU. And I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Raphael. How are you? <laughs> hello, hello, Sean. How are you? How, how's everybody? Um, thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate that. Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am great. I am so excited to have you here. I discovered your YouTube channel, fell in love, binge watched for three days, and then remembered to invite you on the show. So I'm so glad you made some time for me. Thank oh. you so much. Oh my God, thank you. No, I appreciate that. When I got your message, I'm like, wait a minute, what, what's going on here? I'm like, hmm? And then I had to do my research and I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. I felt so honored. You know, that, that, that was just something I never got, a, a message from somebody, uh, you know, wanting me to do their show and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then I did wonder, I'm like, wait, do they watch my videos or do they just want to I'm like, either way, I'm down for whatever. So, <laughs> so I appreciate it. Both, because I love anyone who is dedicated enough to do um, Housewives recaps. I've had my stint at it. I've tried it. I've done it. It is very exhausting. Yes. It's it's extremely exhausting. Um, I don't know, you know, it's my own procedure is exhausting itself. Like mentally, it, it gives me, you know, behind the scenes when I put a video out, it everything looks completely fine. But behind the scenes, to get that video done like that, oh my goodness, I have to go through like a couple of breakdowns every now and then. I'm like tempted to throw my laptop out the window. Um, I have to like re-record something, and it's it literally would take let's say I start like at four o'clock in the afternoon I won't be done with a video until like maybe nine o'clock at night recording me because <laughs> I know exactly how you feel editing YouTube content is a bitch especially the longer it is and I it takes me at least four hours at least four right. hours you mm -hmm. make our video and I ooh, I have been up until the wee hours of the morning laid out in the highways and the byways with my hairline on the back of my bag. <laughs> yeah. 
behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah, and and it, for me, it's not necessarily like the editing. It's more the the filming side of it. You know, mm -hmm. I've been doing it for a while, and I still get anxiety from filming videos. And you know, I, I've noticed through YouTube that I, you know, uh, I don't pronounce or enunciate my words all the way and with youtube i really had to learn to do that a little bit better because of course i can get on here and then just you know talk whatever but then people won't understand me in person i i like without the camera I, people have told me you know it sounds like you're mumbling or you're just like you you talk way too fast where it just sounds like one long sentence so i had to like you know really like pronounce much better on youtube my words so it could come across a little bit better so that's my difficulty that and anxiety it's just, whoo, like knowing I have to film a video for hours, it's just, it's rewarding in the end because I love seeing it all come together, but it's just like, whoo, it's a lot. <laughs> I can totally relate to that. I think for me, what got me on camera was that I had something very important to say. Like a lot of my YouTube content was based in activism and like social awareness when it comes to the pop culture space. Right. So my content is me calling out racism, colorism while watching Housewives. <laughs> so, right. so like, um, I had really important things to say about reality TV, pop culture. So I think I kind of didn't care what I looked like. And if I go back and look at my videos now, I am horridly embarrassed. <laughs> but, but the message was there. Right. But my hair crazy a lot of the time. Mm. A lot of the time, my hair looked completely insane. But for me, I think what was my biggest anxiety when it comes to being seen on camera is the fact that I have a stutter. So watching myself stutter while I edit videos became so triggering for me. Mm. I was I cannot do this. I cannot watch myself do this anymore because I was trying to be authentic and leave it in there to be like, hey, I'm a real person. So people will see my videos and don't think that I speak perfectly. And then when you get me in person, I'm stuttering. And then you're like, wait, is this real? Are you on crack? Like what's like, what's going on? Right. And but well, you know, the the good side of that, well, no, not the good, like the the other side of that is that if people were to view that, you know, I'm pretty sure that there are other people also, you know, in the same situation. So of course they'll, they'll probably think of you as like relatable, like, oh, okay, like I'm not the only one. And, you know, they have courage to get on camera and do this. So I can, you know, I don't, I shouldn't be feeling some type of way of going through, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so there's that side of it too. I, at least that's the way I, I view it. Like I wouldn't, you know, pass judgment over something like that or anything, you know, necessarily. That's honestly the best way to look at it because I was just more so like, you know, I was just more so like, you know, who cares if I stutter? The message is out there. I have more important things to say, so I'm just going to stutter through it. But I didn't even think about, you know, uh, you know, maybe there is somebody who's out there with a stutter that's going to watch this and be like, I would never do this, but I love watching somebody who does. Yeah, exactly. And you never know. You They might get encouraged and they might be like, well, you know what? Maybe I should start a YouTube channel too. Like, I can get the courage to do this as well. Like, it's it's not, um, I don't even know, I don't know if this is the right, right word, but it's not taboo or anything. Like, oh, you know, like, people are going to look at me like this. Like, you know, just, it is what it is. And everybody's different and that's that. Well, I appreciate that. If there's anybody out there that does start a podcast or a YouTube channel with a stutter because they saw my videos, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. A trend, the trends that are over here. That means the world to me, Chad. Thank you so much. <laughs>
Now, let's go back a little bit. When did you fall in love with reality TV? Oh my goodness, when did I fall in love with reality TV? See, it all happened when I was in the womb. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Work, mother. Work, mother. (laughs) It happened, honestly, I can date back to, to maybe 2006, 2007. I was in like sixth, seventh grade. And of course, you know, I'm pretty sure this is not the first time you're hearing this, but Flavor of Love. That was the first time I've ever really like noticed reality TV or was in the known of what that was. And I just fell in love with it. And it's crazy because it, that ha- that show happened in 2006 and it's now 2023. And I still like think that that's like the number one show in my, in my eyes. Tiffany, New York Pollard, of course, you know, she's an icon. I I love, love, love watching her. I will watch every single show, whether it was I Love New York, um, Rock of Love, I Love Money, Megan Wants a Millionaire. Ooh, even though that got everything uh, everything canceled, but you know, I was still there supporting <laughs> You know, I was still there supporting every single thing. And it was just an era that I'm really like proud to be a part of because I I, I lived through it. I, you know, even though I was very young, I remember every single thing. I remember all the characters, people, scenarios, and yeah. And then I think the second dose of it was Bad Girls Club. That show was a hot mess itself. <laughs> you know, I relate to you so much because one, you're right. Flavor of Love does come up on this show a lot. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people, like the um, two shows, because I asked that, I I asked that question at the beginning of almost every single show, right? Mm-hmm. And the two shows that I get as answers to that question the most are Flavor of Love and The Real World. Right. So two shows that I get the most out of everybody. And to your point, Tiffany Pollard as as problematic as she can be sometimes, she is literally the archetype of what modern day reality TV show girls are today. Yes. Like, she created the modern day reality TV villain. It was her and it was Omarosa. And I can't even remember when The Apprentice happened, but we, but Tiffany New York Pollard is like there, like there would be no crazy girls fighting on Love and Hip Hop. There would be no crazy girls fighting on Bad Girls Club. There would be no girls out here trying to be the head bitch in, in charge and the queen bee. There would be none of that if there was no no Tiffany Pollard. Right, exactly. I just think that she really, really revolutionized reality TV. Like everything always comes back to her. There will be no this without her. There will be no so-and-so without her. Like she, to me, is the queen of reality TV. Even though, like you said, she is problematic and she has said some stupid shit in the last year. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, can I curse? do because I that's the one thing I keep forgetting to tell people yes you can curse because I think I curse all the time so I think people just follow my lead and like yeah he's saying fuck shit fuck shit goddamn pissy like like go for it yes we encourage that over here I meant to actually before everything started I'm like damn it but um but yeah like I said she revolutionized uh, reality tv and just nobody could do it like her just when she comes on she knows how to put it on and from day one all the way to now I think she was a star. I think, you know, I, honestly, they should give her like a, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's how bad I'm, she is. Like, she's so good. I'm honestly surprised nobody's nominated her at this point because I feel like reality TV would not be anywhere near where it is today if it wasn't for Tiffany Pollard, Tammy Roman. Um, Jocelyn Hernandez. 
Jocelyn Hernandez, Omarosa. Housewives would not be a thing. I genuinely, (laughs) I genuinely believe this. And listen, I've read almost every housewife under the sun in America. I've read almost all of them, right? (laughs) No shade. I don't hold no, no, I'm T, honey, all's fair. But I don't think Housewives would be the phenomenon that it is today without NeNe Leaks. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, that's the reason why I got started into the Housewives universe. Um, I'm not sure how I got sucked into it. All I remember is NeNe Leaks. She was the reason why I was so enamored with the show because of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I thought she was so hilarious. She had good sound bites in the confessionals. Just the, the earlier seasons of, of Atlanta, because I don't know, I don't know what's going on now. But the earlier seasons were just so, so magical with Nene. She just sparked that same type of feeling that I had when I saw New York on Flavor of Love. So I knew she was also a star. It's just unfortunate the way, you know, things kind of, you know, turned out for her in the end. Yeah, it sucks. Cause I mean, it was just gold from day one. I think Nene Leakes is somebody who was born to do reality television. Like, there are people who are born to be singers, born to be actresses, born to be plumbers, whatever the case may be. That woman was born to be a television personality. Yes. Mm-hmm. Agreed completely. And, you know, uh, to, to your point, what you said earlier with Omarosa. Yeah, Omarosa is another one that I was really obsessed with in, like, 20, no, 2009, I believe, or whenever she was on The Apprentice. And the, I believe she was on The Reality Life, you know, where they have a bunch of celebrities in a house. And yeah. she, she would go after Janice Dickinson, I remember. Yeah, I was so obsessed with Omarosa. See, now, Omarosa, she is she is also a good quote-unquote reality TV because she is just so well with, like, everything that people try to come at her with, she always has such a good reply to everything that people try to throw at her. It's just, uh, uh, like, her, unfortunately, the reason why I kind of started, like, oh, wait a minute, is, you know, when she started going into the White House and doing all of that, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I I, I thought you were smart. What's going on? (laughs) That shit went left real quick. I was like, whoa, why is Omarosa in the White House? What's going on here? Why are you here of but all can, places? <laughs> but can you imagine her on the Real Housewives though? They they wouldn't be able to handle her. Like she'll be I, like she'll be something else. <laughs> when I say I need Omarosa on the Real Housewives of Potomac, yeah, mm-hmm. nobody else is gonna be able. Like I just need her and Candace one good time, one good time. I don't give a damn. Like, like that time when Jocelyn Hernandez stopped by Mary De Medicine and cussed Toya out and left. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I all I care about. It's for Candace and Omarosa to come through and get into it one time, and her just leave and never come back. You know, she she was actually on Married to Medicine, uh, not recently, but kind of recently, I believe, on this past season. I don't watch the show, but I saw the clip of Omarosa on it with um Simone and them. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what she was doing. She was having like a sit down with somebody and I'm like, is this their way of trying to ease her onto Bravo show? I hope not because I don't want to, like, I don't want to see that much of Omarosa, to be perfectly honest. Like, I can deal with her in doses, but I don't want to see her on a regular basis at this point. But it was crazy because I was like, how does Dr. Simone and Omarosa know each other? Like, that is weird. And then on yeah. top of you gonna go to Omarosa to get advice about a relationship book that you writing with your husband you almost got divorced from? Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. 
None of it makes sense. Right. I love Spirit of Medicine. It's the best show on Bravo, but none of that made sense at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's so, it's so unfortunate for me. I really wish that I would have hopped on the bandwagon of Married to Medicine when it first began. And it's too late, it's too late for me to rewatch everything to really get to know everybody. It's, it's way too late now to review and stuff. Um, okay. I, just, I just remember the first season, I believe, where I don't know who, was it Toya and Mariah that they got into a fight by the pool? That's the yeah. only thing I remember, remember so vividly watching that episode years ago when it first premiered. The blue and the child, Mariah and her mama jumped Toya. <laughs> they jumped her. Cause Mariah's mama was right here hitting people with a purse. Yeah. Said, and, and, and what did, what did the host say? Oh, bitches are fighting here with gowns on. <laughs> Bitches out here fighting with gowns on? Uh-uh, no ma'am. We just out here fighting with no gown on. <laughs> Quad was distressed, honey. Quad was distraught. She was over it. To, to, to this day, I wish that they would have pushed each other in the pool. They were so close I to doing it. Just knew it was good. Had they just rocked to the right instead of <laughs> left, they would have went in that pool instead of right over them lawn chairs. <laughs> exactly. But let oh, me tell you, man. best place to start. Start when Mariah leaves. So I think the best place to start would be probably season, they're in season nine right now, maybe season six. Mm-hmm. I think, let me see. I, 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 I think she left maybe season six or seven. That would be the best place to start. But honestly, you could go back and watch all of those seasons and not feel so overwhelmed by it because they have mostly the same cast the entire time. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it. Like, they, I feel like from what I see that they're actually friends off, outside of the show. And, you know, they're not just putting on for the cameras like, oh, we're just gonna be friends for like two seconds and then we're gonna go back to being strangers. And I heard that Mariah also was the creator of the show. And it's, it's sad that they gave her the boot. Like they kicked her off the show <laughs> like, that she created. That she created, but mind you, she filed the lawsuit, Bravo paid her well, all's well that ends well. But I look, Mariah left in season seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so start with season six. She wasn't really around in season six like that, so you can watch it, but I think that was when Anila might have first came. Okay. I can't but those, but these last few seasons, if you just want to watch it without Mariah, watch the last two or three seasons. But you can go back and watch it from the beginning and feel like it's not a completely different show because the same people are there from day one. Like literally Dr. Jackie delivered Dr. Simone's children. Wow. She literally delivered her grown ass children. Delivered. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I am delivered. Yes, she brought them children into the world, child. So now speaking of Married to Medicine and mm-hmm. speaking of Housewives, you know, I I love conversations like this when we can just throw away the questions and, and just talk. Love it. <laughs> I love it too. <laughs> Have you seen on, on the Instagram that they talk about Phaedra gonna slide through the Married to Medicine because she dating a doctor? That's what I heard. Also, oh, that's the reason. I didn't know that it was because she was she was dating a doctor. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. At this point, they need to stop playing around with Phaedra and just put her on something because she keeps hopping from show to show to show. She was on The Real Housewives of Dubai. 
and now she was on the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip season two, and now she's gonna be on season four, and now married to medicine. Like, what's next? The Shaz of Sunset? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, she gonna be the reason they reboot Shaz. Why? <laughs> she gonna be on the family Chantel. I got a Mexican client that I represented one time in court. Right. She's gonna have a job as a bartender at, at Vanderpump Rules. Like, it's just becoming too much now. Like, come on now, decide. The bar with Lisa. <laughs> like, girl, sit down. Sit down. Sit, like, sit down. But, I mean, it will be interesting, though, because she's another one that hasn't lost her spark. Like, to me, she's also a star, even though she's done some, sh like, shady shit with Candy in that whole situation. But, obviously, Bravo loves her because they keep bringing her back to things. I don't want her around married to medicine. She don't know them women. Yeah. She and I'm tired of them bringing in random ass women that these people do not know to come on the show. At least, see, the one thing about Married to Medicine that I can say is that they don't really know these women, but you wouldn't be able to tell that they don't know these women. Like when Toya brought on Contessa, I would have really thought they was friends. When she brought on Anila, they was neighbors. They lived in the same neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So you would have thought they really knew each other like that. They didn't fuck with each other. Uh -huh. They didn't. Never yeah. did. That's yeah, why I, I think that's a yeah. so quick. That's why her and Anila fell out so quick because they didn't really know each other. Right, and I think that that's the beauty of the Real Housewives that you you bring people that you know, like you personally know. That's how it started, like an actual group of friends. Don't try to force people to be friends because then it just comes off fake. We can see through it, and it's just it's not cute, you know. Exactly. That's why I was like, okay, like if y'all just determined to have her ass on Bravo so bad, send her ass out there to the Dubai. Since she know people out there, they know her. They don't like yeah. her, but they know her. Yeah. Well, would you be opposed to seeing her on the Real Housewives of Atlanta after everything with Candy? I don't want her ass on TV. Period. To be perfectly oh, honest. Okay. Oh, so you're not a fan of Phaedra? <laughs> no. See, here's the thing. I'm ambivalent with 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 Phaedra because I'm stern but fair. I can recognize what good television Phaedra is. Mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. Phaedra is outstanding TV. Outstanding. Right. But in the words of Caroline Manzo, what you did, what you did, horrible. You're garbage. You're garbage. It's very bad. Right. <laughs> it's very that for me. And I can never get over that. Like, I can't. And I'm the type of person, like, I can't let it go just because she's Black. Like, if I can't forgive any of the white problematic housewives, I mm -hmm. can't forgive the Black when it comes. Right. Right. So, exactly. Because I, th those accusations were pretty, like, strong. Like, who knows? Like, can't be her whole career. Being a fucking rapist. Girl. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. <clears throat> The lies, the lies, the lies. <laughs> oh, so now I'm the daggone bill. <laughs> I said Phaedra. Wait, let's not let's not let's not forget Sheree crying randomly too. Oh, 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 oh my god! <laughs> Just crying so randomly on the couch. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I was like, girl, why are you here? <laughs> like, why are you here? This was not supposed to be funny at all, but all of that was funny from the lies to the you accused me of being a fucking rapist, which is nervous laughter for me. When she said that, I still get chills from that to this yeah. day. But 
there's like one sixteenth of me that is nervously giggling. Nervously. Mm-hmm. Like it's like church giggles. Mm-hmm. Right. Not supposed to be laughing, but the more you try to hold it, the funnier it gets to you. Yeah. That's that moment. And then Portia with this random ass outfit and this Dorothy Dandridge looking <laughs> hat on. <laughs> She yeah, did that was, that was not, not my favorite look. It was not, it was not a thing. If that was a gown, I could have felt better about it. But the fact that that was a whole paint suit, yeah, that was pants suit, I said, poor shut. Oh, yeah, it was a pantsuit. I always thought it was a gown. Wow, that I never thought of it. I gagged when I saw that. I was like, girl, what you got on, Portia? Well, That's you know, she, she, she recovered after a couple of seasons from that reunion look. She recovered. You know, my favorite Portia reunion look is when she was at the reunion pregnant with uh, PJ when they wore all black that year. Oh yeah, and her hair was up and she had like a couple of strands down her face. She had this ghetto ass 1990s Baps looking hairstyle. She looked good, she yes. Laid back big and pregnant. Mm-hmm. I said, <laughs> That that one and the one where she was dressed like a uh, like an alcohol bottle. I forgot which one. Belvedere. Crown Royal bottle. Yeah. <laughs> but she had the purple velvet on. Yeah, that one too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what in the pimp name slick back Cat Williams hell is going on with a crown? Uh, yeah, they they they've had their moments on those on the on the reunion. Uh, Portia is heavily missed. I, I'm glad to see her on the Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip the next season. I'm glad to see her on that. You know what? Let's cut the Ultimate Girls Trip because I want to know because you are you you work more with the Housewives than I do. You cover their show. I just let <laughs> yes. people talk their shit and I just have my opinions, right? Mm-hmm. You actually give them their just due. How do you feel about the fact? Excuse me, because I put this in my stories yesterday. I was like, does anybody find it weird that they are promoting and announcing the cast for season four of Ultimate Girls Trip and we ain't even seen so much as a damn trailer for season three? Right. It's it's crazy to me. I'm like, why is that a thing? Like, why is that happening? And why are they trying to rush that out there? Like, I, I honestly don't get it. I'm like, is it a contract thing? Like. I promise you, people are excited for season three. Why are we excited? Like, why are we jumping to season four? Next thing you know, they're gonna be announcing like a new spinoff. Like, oh, you know, season four is about to come out, but you know what? We have season five, six, and seven. Oh, and I think we're planning season eight in the future as well. Like, this is all gonna be out by next week. (laughs) Right, like season five just finished airing. We've announced the cast for season 13 of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. What? And, and the thing that, that kind of pisses me off, too, is that they're reusing wives already from the previous seasons. Like, why is, like Phaedra is cool and all, but why is she coming back? Why is Brandy coming back? I think Vicky's coming back. It's just like, yeah, they made season two good. And I guess the excuse is, oh, because they were inside Dorinda's house and now they want to get like an actual vacation because that, was, that wasn't fair of them to do. But it's just like, we couldn't gotten anybody else. Like, this is the multi-universe of travel mad about Bluestone Manor. I thought that I thought that would have been the first place they went on Ultimate Girls Trip. I was I thought it because what in my mind as an aspiring producer, my mind, I would have thought it would be amazing to do Ultimate Girls Trip 
in past destinations that they've done cast trips on the franchises. Oh, that that's a very, very good idea. Wow. Bravo. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Y'all need to hire me. Because I don't... Yeah, that would have been so cool. And then for them to do similar activities to what they used to do on the show, that would have been nice. Well, that's why season two made so much sense to me, was because it was literally in the Housewives universe. It was Bluestone Manor. They were doing dorobics. It was all ex-wives. Like, it was bitches we knew. It was, like, 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 like it, it just all made sense. It was all right, right? right. Like, I thought they was just going to be going to past destinations and going to the set. Like, I would love to see a cast of Ultimate Girls Trip go to Amsterdam, go to Provence. And go, go, to, go, to, go to the same restaurant that, that Kim and Lisa fought in. That would be so good. Like, I want to see them go to the same place that they had the space cake. I want to see them go to the same place where where Brandy slapped Lisa. Yeah. I want to... Oh, that's such a good idea. That... that, that that Brandy cuss Kyle out on. I want to see all of that. Yeah. Well, it, well, I have to ask you, if you had, you know, I mean, right now it's, it's a long list, but if you had to name at least like maybe four housewives to come onto the season five Ultimate Girls trip that haven't been on, who would you want to cast? That haven't been on yet. Yeah. Um, and let's see the theme because, you know, there's a theme every, like this season three, I believe it's like best friends or something like that. Even though I don't know how Giselle and Candace are best friends, but. Yeah. I was like, girl, what, what y'all ran out of friends? <laughs> Robin was too, what was Robin too busy slanging embezzled hats? Like, well, no, Rob, no, Robin is planning her wedding for 2028. That's why she couldn't go. That private said, <laughs> ain't nobody gonna be there but her and one. And ghost. <laughs> how much does it put? How much planning does it go into a private ceremony in Jamaica in the secret garden? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, Casper the ghost gonna be on the show next next week, and he gonna tell us all about the planning for the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned, children. But the theme, I I have two answers to your question. Because the theme that I thought of for the show, there's one that I thought of and then one that somebody gave me that now I'm fixated on them doing. There's one that I thought of was, I want to see a whole season of just Friends of. Just oh. Friends of. Oh. Resnick. I want to see a Scala Davis. I want to see Jacqueline from Potomac. Jacqueline, I want to wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, we can stop right there. Jacqueline, hold on. <laughs> Yep, Jacqueline. Keep your legs closed to married men's, bitch. Why do you think all them girls keep quoting Nene around this show? Because nobody uh, did it for Candace. Candace said, as the ancient African proverb said, <laughs> said what I said. You know, it, it was just, it, it's very cringy when they do that. I'm like, can you come up with your own catchphrases that are iconic and like memorable in a couple of years? Like, why do we have to reuse that? Because you know, the second that you use that, it's gonna be like, it's Nini, it's Nini. It's, and I wonder if Mia thought about that, even though when she said it, I mean, it fits the scenario, but she could have at least worded it a little bit different to not sound as, you know, the way Nini said it. Cause it just sounded like she said it wrong. Yeah. Like, it sounds like she just quoted Nene wrong. I like the way Candace did it because Candace just paid homage to Nene. She gave Nene her flowers. She said, as the ancient African proverb says, I said what I said. Right. That's funny yeah. to me. Mm -hmm. But speaking of, speaking of reusing reads, 
let's get on that for a second. Okay. Because everybody is so obsessed with Candace's first read of the season. Not today, Satan. <laughs> Not today, neck. <laughs> Not today, ankles. We don't have it. <laughs> everybody is so obsessed with that. Right. Realize she stole those reads from two different people. Wait, who? You remember? Do you watch RuPaul's Drag Race? Yes. Bianca Del Rio, not today, Satan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the Satan one, but the the neck one. Did she also steal that from somebody or Bianca? Y'all remember? Go back and watch Monique's Finder Time stories. Go back and pay attention to Monique's run on the show. Monique has been talking about Giselle's saggy neck and swollen ankles for <laughs> two years. Mm. Yeah, the, the whole not today saying, as soon as she said it, it did play back, because I remember Bianca, everybody uses that now, but when I hear it, all I hear is Bianca Del Rio saying it. That's all I hear is Bianca. So I was like, Bianca, Monique, girl, what the hell went on here? Like, yeah. what you was watching before you came to confessionals? I was like, what was she watching? <laughs> But yes, like she was, you binging, go, she was binging season six of RuPaul's Drag Race. Season six. She was getting her. She was learning how to make Bianca's dress pattern. She's she's taking up sewing. <laughs> well, what did you think about her her uh, her Sesame Street comment that she made about Deborah? So accurate, <laughs> accurate. Look at Deborah's eyebrows and not, look at not, not Deborah. <laughs> Deborah, she's giving Deborah teas. She is giving Deborah 100%. She, like, if you was going to come up on this show and stir up all this mess, the least you could have did was brush your damn wig and get your eyebrows done. You know, it's just such a shame. Like, she really came onto the show just to get dragged by everybody. Like, I like she probably thought she was going to be holding a champagne flute for next season. She thought she was probably going to go on the Mexico trip. And look, she's and not nothing. She is left looking crazy. In yeah. everything, she's left looking crazy. Cause you could tell even in the scene when she was sitting there with, with Giselle and them um, to, to tell them the story first before they even got to the party. Giselle was looking like, wait a minute, this shit don't make sense. Yeah, but this she was just gonna go with her. So I'm gonna run with it, mm -hmm. but this shit don't make sense. Yeah. But I'm too invested in taking down Brown Dick Bassett. So we gonna run with it. <laughs> I wonder if she'll be at the reunion. I say that she should be. I don't think Deborah gonna be at the reunion. Would you want her on Ultimate Girls Trip then as a friend of? Absolutely not, because I don't think that, that she was an actual friend of. <laughs> she was more like an acquaintance of. <laughs> she was a guest. She was a guest at a dinner party that just had a lot to say. That's it. I don't think she, I don't think, because what friend are you? Ashley, you ain't a friend to that girl. If you gonna see and let that girl embarrass herself, a married woman come on a television show and brag about how another man was flirting with her like she round here slinging panty drawers like we had a Keep Sweat concert. <laughs> Not a Keep Sweat concert. <laughs> I'm 31, so I'm a little grown. <laughs> but like, I, 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 I Yeah. Deborah, you, you, if I was your husband, Chris, Deborah, I would leave you because you look too thirsty to talk about another man on television to be sitting here around here happily married. One. Two, I, I've never been a person to advocate for Botox, ever. Mm -hmm. I don't tell people to go get plastic surgery. I don't tell people to go wear, to, 
you know, I, I don't, I try not to read people about their looks, but Deborah, your eyebrows are real aggressive. <laughs> and, and, eyebrows and somebody, are somebody had tweeted me pictures of of her, I guess her Instagram or whatever. She is a pretty girl. You know, I guess it was, it was just it was just the the wrong you know day, I guess, or whatever. Because in her pictures, I was saying she looked nice, but I think she got work done, or who knows, you know, to each his own. But you know, there is a bad side to that as well. She probably got like filler or something right before she came on the show. And if she did get Botox, they stuck her eyebrows in the wrong place because she just looked real Disney villain esque. Yeah, I don't Deborah, Deborah, Deborah. Like, she's a pretty girl, so I'm not going to give her Oscar the grouch like the rest of the girls is doing. I ain't going to go that far. I do agree with Mia, however, that she is a four, four and a half. I, I agree. But that's just based on her presentation on the show. She looked like she showed up on the show with no makeup. Her hair wasn't done. Her eyebrows was in the wrong place. She just looked like she didn't give a damn. She was here to spill the tea, and she was going to do it by any means necessary. She, she, she looked like she didn't even have on chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> Not chopsticks. <laughs> oh, she oh, oh, Deborah, Deborah, Deborah. You know, well, who knows? Maybe we'll see. Maybe she'll get her own spinoff. Said nobody ever. But um, anyways. <laughs> oh, Fallon. <laughs> Where who? With, uh, Deborah. No, I'm saying Deborah gonna have a spinoff with Fallon from Atlanta. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I can see this now. Deborah Fallon and what's her name? Yovana. You know, aka that bitch. AKA that bitch, AKA Dime P. Eva took, took 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 me the fuck out when she was like, "Is that a tattoo that says Dime P?" I would like to see more of Yovana. Like she was a very interesting character. <laughs> I want to see what she doing now because she she got a. I want to know if she ever got her screws tightened. Shout uh, out to Yeah. I, you know, another person I would like to see more of, um, I believe her name was Shamari. She was yes. like, she was portrayed as like a alcoholic or whatever on the show. I would have loved to see more of her on the show moving forward. She was a fun time. I understood Shamari. I think she needed a second season. The problem with Shamari's first season was she was fresh off of breastfeeding. She was fresh off of giving birth. Like she was just getting back to being a mom, right? So she was like, 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 you know how, you know, after COVID folks say we back outside. Yeah. She was fresh outside. Like this was her first time getting to go out and have fun and kick it and do what she do. So like, she kind of went in real hard. <laughs> yeah. She kind of overboard, but I understood like, to me, she never came off as an alcoholic. She was just somebody who drank too much when she got a chance to go out. Right, and supposedly, I heard that that's the reason why she she didn't cut, she, I think she was offered a second season, but she turned it down because her and her husband, they discussed that they didn't like that they were portraying this as if she was an alcoholic. And I think that the sec, this, her second season storyline was going to be her going to like an alcoholic anonymous, something like that. And that's what they wanted her to do. And she was just like, no, I'm not doing that. That's not, that, 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 that's not even realistic to me because if to me the only time you fall out drunk is around your girlfriends you you don't have a drinking problem like if your drinking don't follow up in well i guess the legend ronnie the the ronnie devoe did say you know he did say something about her drinking during the show but i think it was because she came home throwing up all over the goddamn place fell out in the goddamn foyer 
Ugh, and, and we've all I, had our, our moments like that too, allegedly. I don't think it was because it was a consistent thing. I think it was just like, hey, you know, when you go out, can you not drink so much? Because I don't got time to be cleaning up the rest of your throw up. Shout out to Eva. Um, I don't got time to be cleaning up your damn throw up around the house. And we got two twins that we need to be taking care of. I'm trying to fix bottles. I ain't trying to change your diaper and theirs too. Like, right. come on. <laughs> can we get a two drink maximum, sis? Like, damn. Like, so I understood her. I want to go back to Hokonda. No shade. I love Shamari when, when, when she was like, I am the Hokonda Wokonda. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. And then wasn't like Portia like the, the princess or the Dathiana, something like that? India. Yeah. I say, y'all, are y'all are happy to degrade yourselves on Atlanta. <laughs> There's some holes in this house. Some- speaking, speaking of holes, let's not remember the episode with Bolo in it. Mm. Hmm. I fuck Bolo. <laughs> I fuck the man who made the pig. I fuck everybody at the bachelorette party. Ooh, yeah. Wait, and, and speaking of friends, you know, you just reminded me now with Bolo in that situation. Um, We never got to see more of, what was her name? The one who left after she allegedly did something with Bolo? And we never heard of her again? I ask about Tanya all the time. Tanya, oh, she was so, so such a sweetheart, and she just went missing after that. I ask about Tanya all the time. I I'm on her Instagram all the time. I love Tanya. Yeah. Anytime wives come up, the the first thing I say is, "Where's Tanya?" Yeah, she she literally got a taste of dick allegedly, and then she ran off back to Canada. She told on herself, no shade. She really should have just shut the fuck up and ate her food. Yeah, like acting so guilty. Like, what What are you talking about? I, I, I never did. What, what do you mean? Like, he didn't eat my pussy. Yes, he did. No, I didn't do anything. Like, uh, enough. Because <laughs> all she had to do was sit there and drink her mimosa and eat her omelet. Because Portia was holding it down. She said, listen, don't worry about what was going on in my room, honey. I was in my room. Don't worry about it. Da, 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 da. Mind you, Tanya didn't know that the rumor was already going around that Portia fucked Bolo in her room. So when Tanya was like, well, listen, all I know is I was in this girl's room all night long. Mm-hmm. Girl, you just put yourself at the scene of the crime, dummy. Yeah. I would like to see her on your cast of Friends of Ultimate Girls. That would be fun to see her. Yes, she was such a fun Tanya. time. It's always Tanya time around here. Mm-hmm. I love Tanya. God knows I do. I want her. I want Shamia Morton. I want Escala Davis. I want Faye Resnick. I want, um, I want. Who else? Let me see. Who else will be a girl? girl from, um, Angie from this season of Salt Lake City. Not Carrington, uh-huh. but the other. The one that's gonna put money on Jen Shaw's books. The one oh with my the- goodness! No, not not that. It's, you see, oh, so with the I- Angies, I just I cannot get with any of the friends on Salt Lake City, like Angies or uh, what's the other girl, Dana, Dana, and the two Angies. I, I just can't get with. They're all three of them are lame to me. Like they are not TV worthy. And supposedly, I was just reading earlier that none of them are gonna be asked back for next season. It wouldn't surprise me because I haven't really been watching much, but all I've been seeing out of any of the friends is Angie K or whatever her name is. The one that ain't Harrington. The new yeah. one. Angie K. I call her An- Angie K Elemental P. Work. The only thing that I've been seeing about this season is her. Yeah. Outside black eye, that's all I've been seeing is right. Angie K. I haven't been watching. I, 
to your point, thank God you're here. Because my last recap was the Salt Lake City season premiere. And that premiere was so long. The episode felt so long. And it was so hard to get. I was angry by the end of the episode. And I haven't watched another episode since. I think that they really messed up with a lot of things. Like, first of all, season two of Salt Lake City, um, I'm not sure if you watched, but season two was just one of the best like seasons of The Housewives, in my opinions, in years. Because I was obsessed. Like, there's a video on my YouTube channel right now that I stand by to this day that is titled, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is Iconic. Yeah, and, and it's crazy how people just bash it. They say it's boring, it's gonna get canceled, it's gonna get the Dallas treatment. And I'm like, you guys are just complaining just to complain. Like season two was like one of the best seasons. They have a crazy, like chaotic cast. And yeah, they, they, they had they had a lot of issues though, because then Mary left, Jen, she was a scammer. Then they hired a racist onto the show and that whole situation. And then the, the, the other thing that they, they fucked up with is filming right after the season two reunion. For Jen, they thought that Jen was gonna get arrested back in May of this well, last year or something like that. And then they yeah. moved it to December and that's what messed them up because they started production way too early and they didn't yeah. get the footage. And now the finale, spoiler alert, the finale is today. <laughs> and then on top of that, the, the uh, crazy part is, is that they started filming so quickly and there was so much that we didn't even get to see, like them filming in front of Mary's church. That's yeah, the, they cut that out. They cut all of that out. So the season picked up in this random ass place that we didn't understand. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. What is going on here? Like, mm -hmm. it felt like on the first episode, we jumped into the middle of the season. Right. And you know that they had, they filmed the scene of them confronting that the other woman from season two. They, they yes. had a whole scene. Yes. They filmed a whole sit down with her. And, and it was just it out. gone. I'm not ah. sure why they would do that. Like it would have been like that's that's something that happens in the real world. Let us see that on the real housewives. But again, they messed up with that. And Andy on his uh, podcast, I think he said I saw a clip that he said season four is gonna have like really really good casting. And I'm like, yeah yeah yeah, that's what you always say. But then you don't deliver. How do you know that season four is gonna have good casting? How do you know that? Because y'all don't, according to Bravo, y'all don't start casting until after the reunion. Mm-hmm. So what does that even mean? Right. Maybe maybe he was talking about all, all, all Ultimate Girls trips since apparently season three is gonna be trash since they're refusing to promote it. Right. And um, yeah, I don't. I, they should have just started filming right after Jen pleaded guilty. Like you know, I mean, I think well, you know, she's sentenced to go to jail now. So now she's gonna go to jail for six years, and I believe she has to turn herself in on February fifteenth. Or 60. Okay. So from here at the very moment right now to then, they have enough time, like a couple of weeks, to record season four <laughs> if they oh, really wanted to. Time to film a season. Y'all can, or y'all can, y'all at least have enough time to get half the season done. And the mid season trailer, the middle of the season, can start with Jennifer Shaw turning herself in. Exactly. But they don't, they don't listen to us, Sean. They don't listen because if they were smart, they would have thought about that. Like, why are we getting the finales tonight? And they're all gonna be reacting, I think, to her pleading guilty. But it's too late now because who cares? Like they, that should have that should have been the start of the season. Like have all of us see how they all react to her pleading guilty. But of course, they don't listen to anybody. So I hope that Salt Lake City does not get canceled though, because I really do like the show and I enjoy all the the the, the cast besides the friends up. Like they could go. 
I genuinely feel like the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City could be another Real Housewives of New York. I genuinely that. Where they have an established cast that they stick with for six, seven, eight, nine years. And all you see is these women growing older together, establishing these real friends. Like, these are friendships I want to follow. Yeah, same. It's so nice to see somebody who understands me. (laughs) Like, yes, because I was obsessed with seasons one and two. Obsessed. I could not stop. I don't give a fuck about Mary. Like, girl, <laughs> iconic. I cannot <laughs> It was amazing. If you say one more word, Whitney, I will drown you, bitch. And y'all are sitting in clawfoot bathtubs in the middle of the fucking desert. Like, hey. what is good? Un- Hinge. And the let's entire- not, and let's not forget when the uh, the the police or the FBI showed up to the to beauty lab. To me, that's still one of the best things in the house. That gave me goosebumps. She said, "Lisa was like, I am shaking. I yeah. am shaking, physically shaking." I was like, "Girl, what the fuck?" And she had all six of her lawyers on call. <laughs> she called all six of the lawyers. Why did you need to call all six? She, okay. she, knew not, she knew not to trust Jen, see? I, well, I mean, if anybody called it, Mary Cosby called it. She said, I knew she was guilty from day one. Do I want, hell yeah, I hope they find her guilty. I, 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 I mean, it, <laughs> I was like, that was a Freudian slip. We all needed Mary Cosby, right. thank you for I that. Wonder, I wonder how she's doing. You know, I, I don't think, for me personally, I don't think I appreciated her until the very middle slash ending of the last season. Like I wasn't really team Mary. Because I'm like, what? And then I didn't start noticing. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm actually a fan until like the middle of the season of last season. I'm like, wait a minute. Because, you know, the cast is so chaotic. All of them are, you know, chaotic in their own way. So once once their chaotic kind of like topped Mary's, I'm like, wait a minute. You know, this maybe maybe I don't I don't know how I feel about this situation right now. I'm like, I think I might be team Mary and Meredith. You know, it's crazy. Because Mary Cosby was iconic to me from day one. The moment the word hospital left oh, Mary yes. out in that dress, I was obsessed. Mm-hmm. Obsessed. Like season two, when she was like, I would have rather climbed over the entire Empire State Building than to walk past Jen. <laughs> oh, Mary. Well, I, she was, I was a fan. I was like, you know, barely interested in Mary from the second I found out that she married her grandfather. Right there, I was like, oh, I need to tell her. Mary? Who fucked her grandfather? <laughs> yeah. The second that that came out, I'm like, yeah, we need to watch. Like, that's the reason why I started watching the show, because of Mary. And I wanted to know, like, this backstory of her. Because we needed to be in a camera right, right. now. Right, and supposedly, you know, Salt Lake City, uh, you know, uh, branching off that, supposedly there, there's rumors, I'm not sure if it's true or not, that uh, the Real Housewives of New, or- New Orleans is coming out, or they're like in process of doing that. I've been praying for New Orleans for years. I think the Real Housewives of New Orleans is what we need. I think if we're ever gonna get another black franchise, it needs to be in New Orleans personally, but I don't think that they're gonna do that. I feel like they're probably gonna give us a culturally diverse, um, um, franchise, but I hope that that's our third black franchise. I yeah, hope I would like to, yes. that they have a third black franchise and that they have an event at the Essence Festival. That is what I need. 
from New Orleans. I want a Mardi Gras event. I want an Essence Festival event. I need somebody to somebody get us. I need Big Frida to show up on the scene. Oh yeah, or have them being a friend of. That would be amazing too. Have Big Frida be a friend of. Like if it like I wish Big Frida would be the first like non-binary trans queer gay housewife. Big Frida Mary. Or at least common law, Mary. I don't know if her and together. Because she yeah. ran out on Devin at the wedding chapel. I don't know if y'all watched Big Frida's reality show, but she ran out on Devin down to the wedding chapel. Shout out to him with his fine ass. <laughs> uh, you know, you know. speaking of that, you bring up a good point of how it would be nice if they wanted to like kind of revamp the Real Housewives franchise moving forward. You know, they should add like, you know, not not the so, you know, oh, here's a housewife and she's married to a man and so-and-so. It'll be nice to see something different. Like, I believe years ago, there was a rumor that on The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Amaya Scott, you know, she's a trans yeah. woman. She was supposed to be on the show. And I would love to see that moving forward. I think T.S. Madison, she was jokingly around, like, uh, posting, oh, you know, I'm going to have a peach for next season because she when was being out with them. Candy party, yes. And Amaya Scott filmed and everything. Candy confirmed that. She said that Amaya Scott filmed with us and everything. And they just cut her out. I don't know what happened with why she wasn't on the show, but um, something happened where she left or they just stopped filming her or, or, or something, but she actually filmed for the show. She was gonna be a friend of. And wow. I don't know what happened to Amaya Scott. Amaya Scott makes me question all of my sexuality. She is beautiful. That woman is so fucking oh that's a bad bitch i'm sorry shout out to amaya scott i don't even like women's but <laughs> that women's is a women's okay right and I, I would love to see them bring the idea back around i mean i think on the real housewives of miami they have a lesbian housewife and you know she has a lesbian wife <laughs> ooh, ooh. hold on hold on no Ooh, we're not gonna use Julia to represent lesbian housewives. No, we're not. <laughs> I'm not gonna bring her cheating ass. And ain't she the one that Larsa said was making out with a man down to the bar with a Honda Cosby? Well, yeah, but you know, she explained in this past episode that, oh, you know, it was just like for the paparazzi. I still don't really understand what she was trying to get at, but Martina was okay with it. Martina said, well, her wife, Martina said, well, as long as you don't make out with another woman, it's fine. But I mean, if that's their relationship, then all right. But with me, I don't know. <laughs> okay, but still, even if even if they do have an understanding about you can make out, which, which, which doesn't make sense. You're on television as the first lesbian housewife. Why would you be making out with a man for paparazzi? That doesn't make sense. But then two, your ass was sitting around here flirting with Adriana all last season, rubbing her feet, bathing her feet, like she's Jesus and your Lady Gaga down to the Judas video. <laughs> what the fuck going on here? I'm not gonna, uh-uh, not Julia. I don't like her. I don't like her. Well. I'm so sorry, Julia, but I guess we will we will not see see it for you today. But uh, yeah, I guess we can move it back to Amaya. Yeah, I would love to see that. But you know, with how toxic toxic the fans are, it'll be good. But at the same time, I would hate to see you know Amaya or just any trans person come onto the show and get some type of backlash from the fans because I just know that it will be coming. Imagine if she's black and trans, child. Help the bot. 
the trap door to hell is gonna bust open. Yeah, and I would not like to see that. But I mean, I don't know. I, I want to see it on the show. I want to see representation, something different on the show. But at the same time, I know how the fans, the fans react so stupidly with just, you know, like the housewives fighting over something stupid on the show. I can only imagine something like that. And I don't know. It's a beneficial and it's not at the same time. So let me ask you this then. Mm-hmm. Because we've had shows like The A-List, one um, logo. Now they're doing The Real Friends of WeHo. Oh boy, oh boy. That that's not a copyright infringement. Like, like, like I'm surprised Bravo wasn't like, hold on, bitch. Well, I think that they 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 copyrighted the real housewives, but the real they could use the real in anything because technically it started with MTV's The Real World, right? So, but I'm just surprised because it's like really that just seems too close for comfort for me. But yeah. and the marketing was also on it too, like oh, you know, if you like housewives, you'll like these guys, and I'm like, oh, no, we won't. No, we won't. <laughs> No, we will not. I guarantee you Housewives fans are not watching Tajik Hall. Sorry. No. He's been trending. And I wonder if that this if this was their intention to begin with. Like, oh, put Tajik on the show and cause up such a frenzy online because it has been nothing. The only reason why he casted on that show was because of all the shit that he has going on with the gay community, all that shit going on with Big Brother, all the shit going on with drag queens, all, all the shit about him not paying his dancers. And I'm pretty sure that they didn't have to pay him that much because he's an independent artist. So I'm pretty sure that his booking fees are lower than the rest of the girls because he ain't got no agent. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that they were able to pay him damn near whatever the hell they wanted to and do what they had to do. Right. The only reason I'm watching that show is Brad Goreski. Which one is that? Is that the one, the, the host of the Canada's Drag Race? Yes, he's one of the judges from Canada's Drag Race. And the only reason I'm watching him is because I've been watching him since the Rachel Zoe project, back before Housewives even existed. Uh, okay, I know him, Todrick, and then the, the other guy who was married to John Benet, which is Aaron Samuels from Mean Girls. He's the only one that, that, I mean, that's the only way I know him, but I don't know the other two. One of the guys, he actually put on his Instagram that, oh, we're not the real friends of WeHo. I don't even live in WeHo. I live in uh, the Valley and that he does, he's not promoting the show. And I'm like, so what kind of friends is this? Like, what's going on on the show? This is going to be a hot-ass, queer-ass mess. It really so is. I just, I wish that they would have chose people that we don't know. Like, we already have a idea yeah. of Todrick or idea of so-and-so. And it's just like, that's not what The Real Housewives was. Like, I love the idea because I always advocated on my channel for The Real House Husbands and have yes. like you know, gay men or you know LGBTQ plus men on the show or just anybody in you know in in the circle and have them on a show like that that would be so cool and I finally got this and then this is what we get Bravo let's talk for a second because <laughs> y'all know me I stay with an idea just be giving y'all free shit to do but okay um <laughs> what y'all need to do what y'all need to do is y'all need for every, there needs to be two spinoffs of every franchise. Mm -hmm. We need a legacy and a new girls franchise for each franchise. And we also need a franchise with the men. We need a franchise with the men. The real husbands of Orange, of um, the real husbands of New Jersey could have their own show. 
oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, no, no. See, that that's when it's just like, wait a minute. See, I was I was for the idea, but the Jersey husbands, oh, I mean, I, I can, I can see people. I'm talking about everybody, but the Jersey husbands are the first ones to actually get paid. So I feel like they'll be the ones that get greenlit first. Right. Oh, but can, but can you really watch a, sh- a whole season of just them being stupid, specifically Joe Gorga? Like, oh, I want to. I couldn't watch Joe Gorga for a whole season. I could watch Joe Benigno. I could watch uh, Bill Aiden. I could watch Frank Catania. I could watch them. Absolutely, Evan Goldschneider. I could watch them. They're a fun group of guys. I couldn't watch Joe Gorga for a whole season. Yeah. I could. Mm-hmm. But like, even with the husbands from Married to Medicine, they need a spinoff by themselves. Like, to me, the men are just as important on Married to Medicine as they are the women. Mm-hmm. But I need a legacy because I'm tired of seeing y'all bringing 30 year old girls in to be friends with these 60 year old women and thinking they are <laughs> supposed to have something in common besides which hair glue they use to glue down their wigs. Um. I'm like, thinking that Jamal will be the star of the real House Husbands of Potomac. <laughs> absolutely. Pastor Holy Whore. Yes, Pastor Jesus Dick. Yes, God. Wait, wait. I have a question, though. For the real friends of WeHo, you know. So Ooh. you know how in the intro, they hold peaches, diamonds, champagne flutes, whatever. What would they be holding in their intros? Prep. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Bottles of poppers. That's what somebody I had tweeted, and somebody said uh, a popper, uh, uh, a bag of cocaine. I'm like, what? Not cocaine. God, God damn. <laughs> y'all, y'all went deep on that one quick. I said, I said dildos. They could be holding dildos in their intro. They could be holding dildos, or they're probably just gonna CGI rainbow flags in their hand. I want to see that. I want to see them doing that and and have taglines. Like if they don't have that, the show is just gonna be a bigger flop. Just just Photoshop in their pronouns, like something. Like give me something. Like <laughs> right. give me like because I don't know. Like like what what would they like? I I'm serious. Give them a bottle of poppers. I think, I think uh, if we're being honest about it, I think my idea for West Hollywood specifically it'll be um a disco ball. Nice. That'd nice. be but I'm, I'll be tuning in though, even though people say that they're not gonna watch. I'll be watching and I might even review it, maybe. If you do, I would love to do it with you. I only, I'm gonna give it a couple episodes and see where it goes and then we'll reconvene on that. If, but, if it gets a couple of episodes. <laughs> if I get through a couple of episodes, cause I could barely get through the first episode of Salt Lake City and I'm obsessed. So right. I do, I feel like the show's honestly gonna be canceled before it even airs, like before the first episode is over. I do think so. I'm thinking once the millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> you know, honestly, I feel the same way. I just don't feel like it's gonna connect. I don't feel like it's gonna because gay people don't even want we don't even want to watch them. Yeah, I just wonder how, you know, because obviously this whole idea has to go through a bunch of people. So it's just like, did anybody ever think like, maybe we should not cast people who we know? I just, they were not thinking. And that's the problem with people in production and TV and stuff. I'm like, you have good ideas. I love the ideas. It's just the execution was very terrible. Yeah, and then the whole real friends of, it just gives, like it's, the reason, 
even if you can't file a copyright suit on that, it just sounds too close mm-hmm. to Real Housewives. It just sounds too close. Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all couldn't come up with a better name. I say bring back the uh, the real mistresses of North Carolina. Remember that? Yes. Or, or the real the mistresses of Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> that was a thing before. Where them hoes at? I want to know where the real side chicks of Charlotte are right now. <laughs> I would love to know where them girls are. People do not believe me when I say that was a real show. People yeah. believe me. I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> that was real. It really had, just like Michaela Salahi broke into the White House. That shit was real. Right. That yo, oh, the, potential. The, the potential, the potential, the potential, the potential. That's VH1, y'all slipping because y'all should have picked up Real Housewives of Charlotte, especially now that y'all done canceled Cartel Crew and Black Ink. Yeah, y'all need to go ahead and just go ahead and pick up Real Side Chicks Charlotte and bring up Mob Wives too. Revamp that. I have been begging for that four years and Renee Graziano got a lot of traction in 2020 because she was talking about you know there was a deal they were supposed to be redoing it blah 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 blah. and I actually was talking about this in the comments on Instagram and one of the producers actually responded to my comment and was like yeah we were supposed to be doing it but it fell through because of this that and the third I can't remember what he said like they couldn't come to an agreement on or or um something but the reboot was supposed to actually be happening wow really Yes, and I can't believe, like, I would have to dig through my phone to, like, find the screenshot. But the producer commented back on my um, comment and was like, yeah, they were supposed to be doing it, but, you know, it fell through. We were supposed to be doing this, but it didn't work out, blah, 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 blah. And it was crazy because they were supposed to be bringing it back. Drita was not going to be a part of it because Drita was supposed to be having some sort of biopic series on Netflix telling her life story at the time. Wonder whatever happened to that. Mm-hmm. Um, just like I wonder what what happened to that bird that used to fly to Drita's window every day. Don't worry. <laughs> that was probably an informant trying to get her to like, you know, squeal. <laughs> probably. If y'all watch Drita's, Drita's Instagram, she was on this th- she was on this kick for like months about this bird that would fly in her window every morning and wake her up like five o'clock in the morning. She would she would talk about this bird for like she talked about it for months. I wonder what what happened to the bird. Shout out to the bird. You know she'd be a nice addition to the Real Housewives of New York or New Jersey, depending on where I, she lives. I think she would do great in New Jersey. I don't. I don't think she would. I don't. I don't. I don't know about New York just because I don't know anything about this new cast. Which, oh, true. Which this is the cast. See, to your point about them casting the real friends of WeHo with people we know or are supposed to know. Um, I wish they would have casted the Real Housewives of New York like that. I wish you they would have been with people that we know. Yes, I wish we would have gotten Bevy Smith. June Ambrose. I wish we would have got Candace Bushnell as Center Apple. I wish we would have got. I wish we would have got Ebony back. Where the fuck is Ebony? Or or hello, Tiffany Pollard, New York, New York. Of course. I, I mean, of course. 
I still I, don't know why they haven't like put that into for Witchman, like put her onto the real housewives. Like she like can you imagine the ratings to whatever city she goes on? Because I think that Tiffany Pollard will immediately take any realism that is left in the real housewives True. out of the real housewives. True. Because we all know that Tiffany Pollard comes on television as New York. Yeah. You know she she'll be, she'll be crying every episode. <laughs> My heart is crying, bitch. It was an inner cry. <laughs> I'm big, girl. Tiffany. Like, if anybody saw the next 15, we know that bitch is playing for cameras. You we know, know that, that, that's why they didn't want um Tammy Roman on the Housewives of Atlanta. She tried out for it twice, I believe. She said on Carlos King, Carlos King's podcast. I tried to get on that show twice. And they was like, if you don't get your ass, which <laughs> I don't understand which franchise did she audition for? Because I don't understand why they wouldn't bring her to Atlanta. Well, it was because of her her association to basketball wise. It was too close. Like her reputation was way too close to that. So of course we'll all know her for basketball wise. They don't want to mix two shows like that. I don't know why though. She'll be a good addition. Franchises though, like, but but if you want to talk about it, Tammy Roman has been doing reality TV for thirty years. Yeah, she was the second black woman on TV with with the real world. Shout out to Heather B. She would have bopped Marlo in the head too. Like, why not bring her on? I think, like, if y'all are gonna bring Tiffany Pollard on, you you may as well bring New York. They were talking about bringing Remy Ma on to Real Housewives. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That I would have been interested to see. Like, I would have loved to see Remy Ma on, on the Housewives of New York. Like, can you imagine that, her on Papoose? Like, I can't. <laughs> I would have loved that. See, that. see, I would have loved to see that. If, if, if it would have been Ebony, Remy Ma, June Ambrose, Bebby Smith. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Imagine Bebby Smith on Housewives. And she has the fashions. She has the fashion. She has the look. She got them big old titties. <laughs> oh. Imagine Remy Ma coming onto the show and Ramona is there. Like, I can picture Remy like, are you dumb, Ramona? <laughs> are you dumb? Are you dumb? Like, this girl would. You did what? Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, I can picture it already. Ramona now. Why does it gotta be black love? Why it gotta be black? Right. And you know, it's, it's such a shame. This is why I don't like the legacy. I personally am not here for the whole legacy thing because it's just a cop out for Andy and Bravo to not hold Ramona accountable for her racism this past season on New York with Ebony. I- same thing. I, when, when this was announced, so I said, oh, okay, we're getting Real Housewives racist and Real Housewives uh, affirmative action. <laughs> exactly. Got it. Makes perfect sense. Cool. 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 Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, do, do, do the people really, I've never watched New York at all. I, from the clips I've seen, it's just, I don't care for it. And it's crazy because New York is my favorite city in the world, but they just don't do it for me, no matter how crazy or, you know, no matter how they how drunk they are, it just does nothing for me. Ramona, the one time I've seen anything of her was when I reviewed Ultimate Girls Trip, and she was a hot mess then. I can only watch a full season. Like the the only time I watched a full season was Ebony's season. Like I can only take the Real Housewives of New York in small doses. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like I could never connect to them in full time. Like I loved watching Dorinda on on the on the Ultimate Girls Trip. I love watching Bethany on um on um TikTok talk 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 about skincare. But I don't like watching them on like 
them as housewives. It just doesn't work for me. And you know what? To our point about this, I think that the whole reason they did Legacy was so that they wouldn't have to fire Ramona, right? Mm-hmm. But once that ended up going down the way that it went down, I think the fans were like, no, bitch, not good enough. No, right. not good enough. Because y'all not gonna, that's why I called it affirmative action. Because I was like, y'all not gonna slap a bunch of new girls on here and claim that, oh, we're doing diversity, but still keep the same racist bitches that split the franchise up in the first place on the show and call it the legacy series. For what? Right. And my thing is, what is the, how is the format of the show going to be? Like, is it gonna be the same thing? Like just seeing them daily? And Ramona's not gonna be on it supposedly, so. I- exactly. And and it's crazy because she done came out and said, oh, she's not, le- she's not gonna be on the show no more. I was like, girl, no, you finally got the message that we wanted you off that bad. Right. You finally got the message that even though we finally were getting Black Housewives of New York, we didn't. We still didn't want your ass. Mm-hmm. Nope. Now, to that point, that does make me wonder, is the show going to happen? Because every time we see Real Housewives Legacy, they always looking like they don't know what the hell going on. They always <laughs> look so confused. Like, I always see Luann talking about, well, you know, whenever they do do legacy, I'm sure it'll be a legacy when they do it ever. Well, you know, she has her own spinoff with, I believe, what's her name, Sonya? Yeah, they doing the simple life. I'm like, girl, shut up. I don't yeah, they're do doing something like But it's just, again, do people really care about them? I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just being a hater. I don't see it for them, but that's just me. Well, I guess I'm a hater too, because I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't want to see it. But if you want to be funky about it, keep keep it all the way funky. I didn't want to see Kim and Nene do a road trip either. Oh wait, no, see now that would have been interesting. Even though I think it, they would have only gotten like maybe two days of filming before one of them chokes each other out. Um, they, but that would have been interesting. Damn parking lot. <laughs> exactly. They wouldn't, have made it, they wouldn't have made it out of the beauty lab and laser parking lot. I guarantee you. They wouldn't have Because this is not sweetie, okay? I am not one of your children. Girl, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, so so this is a spinoff that I actually mentioned in one of my Potomac reviews that I think that we should have, like, a love show. You know how Flavor of Love? We should have, yeah. like, a Bravo love show. And it should be... It should have like three women, or maybe one. I, I recommend it, Giselle, Ashley Darby. <laughs> yeah. I don't want no. I, I wish one of them as a starter, and you know, have different like three different women from three different cities who are single, and have them have a bunch of men or whoever compete for their loves. You know, the same way that you know Flavor of Love did, and see like what happens at the end. That I would love to see. I would love to see that. I would love to see Ashley. I would love to see Kenya. And I would oh, love- Kenya, yes, that's the, I think she's one of the ones that I recommended. Yes, Kenya. Yeah, I would love to see Kenya. And Garcelle. And Garcelle. Those, mm-hmm. those are my three. Now, mind you, Ashley, I would, I'm nominating her only because I, I think Giselle has better things to focus on, like her wigs or her clothes or teaching <laughs> her daughter how to drive. I think she has better things to do personally um um so you know there's that or learning how to or learning the name of her best friend's hat company um <laughs> i think you know and bezel and bezel 
When she said that, I could not stop thinking about Black China. Embezzled? Embezzled. Oh my goodness, yes. But as you see, and I don't even know what they would call it, like for the love of whatever, that would be fun. I think that would be exciting. And they could add a bunch of, you know, different, you know, as long as they do their background check before this becomes a whole, you know, Megan wants a millionaire situation, they could, you know, make, uh, do their background check and choose like good men to be, and terrible men and toxic men to be on the show. Yeah, I would love to see, especially, or even if they don't, instead of Ashley, Instead of Ashley, bring Cynthia. Uh, yeah, well. That's how Cynthia found her that, That's how Cynthia found her last damn husband. Dating down to the Steve Harvey show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you mean Mike, Mike uh, what's his name? Mike Hill? That one, yeah. the one that, that admitted in front of everybody that he cheated and stuff, and that this is his first relationship that he's been faithful, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, serial killer, I mean cheater. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you can't tell me Mike Hill don't kind of look like a serial killer to you. I mean, the way he, he looks at people. The I, way, he, it just seemed like, I, I don't know if it was the Bravo cameras and they just didn't like his ass, but it seemed like every time the camera would stop, it would look like he was literally plotting, playing somebody. Like, it looked like he was literally ripping their spine out with his eyes. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and wait, tr yeah, tr trigger warning for graphic, you know, visions. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but it just looked like, like it just looked like every time Mike Hill was looking at somebody, it looked like he was imagining how he was gonna fatality them from Mortal Kombat. Like, I wonder what he's doing now. I really thought that Cynthia was gonna be on the Beverly Hills city. I thought she was gonna transition over here, the same way that uh, what's her name, Taylor. Armstrong, um, Orange County. Yeah, I thought that. I think that that's such a cool thing that they're actually doing that. I wonder if it's gonna be more of that in the future. I hope so, cause they need to send Heather DeBro ass to Beverly Hills, please. Oh yeah. Send Heather DeBro to Beverly Hills, please. Yeah, I would love to see her. And her and her husband. I don't watch Orange County either, but from what I, I watch her husband's show, Botch. I like him. He's cool. His wife, so but, but um, they have money, right? Like they have a lot of money from what it seems. If they didn't have money before, they sure got it now. Now, <laughs> now that they done sold their house for $52 million, they sure the fuck got it now. Wait, wait really? They sold their house? That, that Well, I wouldn't say beautiful, but that house that was huge for no reason? <laughs> what? They actually sold it. <laughs> <laughs> They said, well, I wouldn't say beautiful, but the house? Yeah, they sold the house. Oh, wow, that's a bummer. Well, his, her husband's cool. Million dollars. Can you imagine? Ugh. I can't, I can't, but I would never even want a house that 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 cost that goddamn much. I would just like, like I, I'm too paranoid. And with me being a Virgo, I, I overthink everything. I ain't got time for that shit. Duh, I, I, nope. I, I personally never wanted a house at all. I just wanted like a nice condo. Like, you know how Ashley and Michael Darby have it? Like a condo, like up in the sky, something like that is what I will be happy with and I'll be content. I don't need a house. A house scares me. I'm the same person. I would love to be a butterfly in the sky and just get me a nice little loft, nasty piece of condo and keep it pimping. I ain't got time for that. Yeah, exactly. I ain't got time for that. <sighs> now, 
since we just gonna go ahead and just talk all things Bravo and Housewives, last thing, well, maybe not the last thing I wanna come talk to you about, but another thing I do wanna talk to you about. Mm-hmm. When it finally left Beverly Hills. Ding dong. What are your thoughts? So, you know, just like how you mentioned earlier about Phaedra, that you know when Phaedra is good reality TV, even though you don't like her. I feel mm-hmm. it's different about Lisa. I do not hate the woman. I do not love her. I feel like it's whatever. Like, if she comes on, it's okay. If she's not, it's okay, too. Um, I'm very shocked that they did this, you know? I mean, I feel like, you know, did she get fired? Did she quit? Because I think she was asking for, like, $2 million for next uh-huh. season, which she's out of her damn mind. But, and that's why they they turned it down. So she was just like, well, I'm gonna leave the show and that's that. But it's just, it's honestly crazy to me that they actually got rid of her because I just never thought that I'll see the day come to life. And I'm very curious to see how the next season moves without her because she obviously was a big factor onto the show whether people wanted to admit it or not. People hate watch the show just for her and Erica Jane. I don't care what anybody says. You know, oh, I'm not tuning in next season if she's coming on. I'm not going to watch if Erica's there. Yes, you are. Stop lying, bitch. Like, you're going to be tuned in and you're going to be giving the ratings. And that's that. You know, Lisa is just kind of like a train wreck that you can't keep your eyes off. Because you she, she has the guts to actually say and ask and do, no matter how pathetic it is, whatever on the show to keep the show going. She's kind of like, you know how Giselle's kind of like the quote unquote producer and she does ask whatever she wants on the show that she's on Potomac? Absolutely. like that, but she's like times a hundred. Exactly. And see, for me, I was one of the only people that kept that same energy. I was one of the only people that that, um, kept kept that same energy. I stopped watching the show for a lot, like, and I held on as long as I could solely for Garcelle. I hold on, I held on as long as I could, but even even at some point in the season, I was like, listen, I'll go back and watch reruns of the Jamie Foxx show to watch Garcelle. I'm not dealing with this bullshit no more. I cannot, like, I got like, I, there's only so much I can be triggered watching television. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, as somebody, I loved Liz, I loved Rena when she first came on. I thought that she was great. I thought she turned it. I thought she was, brilliant I thought she was crazy but then as I started realizing what was going on there's just see here's my thing when it comes to reality stars if I wouldn't condone the behavior in real life I can't condone it on television either right so when you're questioning someone's health status and questioning their children's health status, when she questioned Yolanda with the Lyme disease and then questioned whether her children had it. When you sit here and come on and say that my sibling is close to death and is relapsing, when you come on and put my and my husband's reputation on the line by saying that people were doing cocaine in my bathroom to my knowledge, when you throw a glass at me and try to put your hand around my neck, it's only so much I can deal with. Like, Rena became harder and harder and harder and harder to watch as the years went on. And I think as I got older, Rena's actions became more and more insufferable for me. Right. So, and, and, and I was I like, that's, that's, that's how the audience felt. That's how a lot of the audience felt. Well, with me, for me, fortunately, no, like I can't turn it, bitch. <laughs> with with me, you know, especially like with reviewing the show, because I don't ever want to get on the camera and just like 
trash that entire show or trash anybody uh, or be upset while reviewing anything because then that's not fun for me. I always managed to keep my feelings away from all of their actions. No matter how extreme Lisa went, I always managed to never like be upset about anything. Like it's just not her though, just any housewife in general. Even Giselle and Robin, how they get dragged every week. I still managed to keep my feelings away from what they do and detach myself so that I, I don't, that the, the show doesn't get um, annoying for me to watch. I think that the only time that it ever fell for me was the Housewives of New Jersey. I cannot stand seeing the whole Melissa and Teresa thing happening anymore. And that's when that, that something like that pisses me off. Yeah. Lisa Renna and her actions, I'm like, well, it is what it is, I guess. But I understand. We'll get to New, New Jersey in just a second, because I want your thoughts on Teresa and Melissa before I go too. Ugh. But I just, it's crazy, because I wish I could do that. You have the patience of Joe clearly because I I do not have that skill that is not my blessing that that is not my ministry I am not anointed in that fashion so I had to figure out how to stay in my lane while still being able to watch reality tv I can't recap current seasons of reality tv I just can't recap it anymore because I'm somebody who is that person like because I don't I can't cover reality TV with escapism for some reason. Like, I'm the person that sees reality TV as a microcosm of America and what's happening in our real world because it's reality. So I'm like, well, I don't like the shit happening on the show because I know that I wouldn't like this shit happening on the street, right? Like, it's kind of like that thing of where you know, people always say, all that hate that I get in the comments, none of them would say that shit to my face. Hold my beer, sis. Right. Hold my beer, cause I will. Act, cause I at the girls for a reason. Now I don't at the girls like to 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 just trash them and you know shade them and just call them filthy cunty whores. It's not even that serious for me. For me, it's I want to have a serious like moral conversation. Like 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 I like I get it. People don't watch reality TV for morality. But I can't excuse problem. I can't excuse behavior that I find to be problematic in real life just because it creates a great television show. Oh yeah, I, mm-hmm, completely agree. Completely agree. But I commend you for being able to separate the housewife from the evil. Because these girls be out here with the shit. And well, well, and there are some cases in my reviews though where I do have to get serious with it, and uh, that the that whole you know way of thinking goes out the window, and then it becomes like how you're saying, like I have to look at this, like wait a minute, this isn't wrong regardless whether it's on a TV show or not. For example, um, the whole situation with Mary and the other woman on Salt Lake City with where she threw the glass at her. I remember reviewing that episode and that was just so, I really had to like calm down because that was the very first time I noticed that something like that really affected me emotionally. I did not like seeing that play out on TV. Like I did not like seeing that, even reviewing it. I was just like uncomfortable the whole entire time. I'm like, did I really just witness this and now I have to discuss this? And I don't agree with that. And the same way with Beverly Hills this past season, how the whole situation with Erica Jane cursing out Garcelle's black uh, son, you know, yeah. and that whole scenario, that's, that. those are certain scenarios that I can't just like, oh, you know, no, it's just fun TV, et cetera, et cetera. Like, no, because I wouldn't like to see this in real life either. So I, w- I don't want to see that on TV and I can't excuse those type of actions either. 
Yeah. For me, it's like, I don't make it personal because it's not like I hate any of the housewives specifically because mm-hmm. if because if you put those actions on anybody else's resume, I would feel the same way. So it's not personal to them. And that's why I like to call myself Housewives Human Resources because it's not personal. It's right. not personal to the yeah. housewives. The shit that you do, I don't like, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, how do you feel about Renna and Erica going so hard after um, Kathy for allegedly saying that they were gonna take down Kathy and her family, saying that she made racist remarks, saying that she made homophobic remarks. How do you feel about that? And nobody said anything about the fact that Erica felt so comfortable you was using the word faggot on national television. Yeah, which was crazy to me. I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? I'm like, when they blurred that out, I'm like, wait, what did she just say? Like, we're just skipping over that? Like, it's nothing? Like. That was crazy to me. Um, Erica and Lisa, I don't know what they were trying to do with that situation. My honest thought is that they were trying to deflect the whole situation going on with Erica and her 100 legal cases. They were trying to put it on Kathy. Now, Kathy, she's no angel either. Even though she's sweet and everybody's up her ass, everybody excuses her and her, you know, personality, I guess, if you want to call it, on TV, just because they're fans of her, I guess, I'm not sure. But I do feel like she did throw a tantrum. I did, I do feel like she did say the F word and she probably did say some, you know, some crazy comments and stuff. It's just, it's coming out of Lisa Rinna's mouth. And I feel like if Lisa would have just been a little bit more honest about it and explained it a little bit better and not added more details to it, because I feel like that's what she did. She added more details to the story to make it sound quote unquote juicier. And if she yes. would have just been honest about it and not, you know, hammer down on Kathy the way she did, maybe people would have believed her. But because she has a reputation on the show, people are not going to believe her. But I mean, I believed her to a certain extent. Here's the thing. I believe Kathy threw a tantrum. I believe Kathy went the hell off. I believe Kathy is no angel. I'm not saying anything that I'm saying to absolve Kathy of anything. Mm-hmm. But, however, the messenger is somebody I can't get behind and it's going to automatically question the severity of the situation because Lisa Renna is also the same person who is calling out Kathy for saying something racist but simultaneously is the same person who Garcelle called out at the very pre at the at the reunion the season before yeah. Garcelle called her out for saying that she didn't want race brought up on the show so right. how can I what you're saying seriously on top of the fact that your actions on the show have been worse than anything you said Kathy Hilton did. Right, and saying, oh, you know, it was like I was licking that devil himself. And I'm like, first of all, you're the devil. (laughs) You're the devil. So, hi, Lucifer. But um, but for you to act like she did anything worse than anything you've ever done has been crazy. Like, even if you want to bring up her saying the word faggot or like calling somebody the n-word or like saying something racist let's not forget just a few halloweens ago mm-hmm. you and your husband was out here wearing swastika t-shirts down to the city nancy right, right. you the woman that's out here utilizing a deadly disease like cancer just to attack somebody mm-hmm. if lisa brenner comes out next year and says that she got cancer that was her fucking karma can you imagine now my question is do you think that she'll be back on the show eventually yeah even even andy promoted it andy and you know andy andy's a whole other issue too 
you know, but Andy, he promoted, okay. I think he tweeted or something like that. He was like, oh, I can't wait till she's not put on pause anymore. And I'm like, oh, so she is coming back in the future at some point. Yeah, like he was, he basically said something to, to the effect of, I hope she comes back. Yeah. And if you go back and listen to my my um, podcast, I did an entire open letter to Andy Cohen where I talked about how he has just skirted around all responsibilities that he has as a person of power when it comes to this franchise and when it comes to that network. I feel like he's mishandled not only the audience of color, but the housewives of color for years and years. And, and I gave several examples from Monique to Candice to Garcelle and it just it just it's just it's just too much it's too yeah. much with Andy Andy gotta go I'm tired of like the excuse of white people saying oh I just didn't know that shit is up right especially Andy because Andy you're, you're you're in a position of power at a company so therefore you should be up to date more than anybody when it comes to race relations Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's just crazy to me how him as a host, he just it, you know after all these years, you still don't get it. You I, and I know that you see the tweets. I know he sees it. I know he he wakes up every morning and he about sees everything that people are saying about him, and he still doesn't choose to like. Oh, maybe I should do a little bit more research on this or something. Like for example, the the latest thing is for me personally, I don't want him to host a reunion to the Potomac Housewives. Like, I don't want him to do that at all for this specific season, specifically with the whole Mia, Wendy situation and colorism going into play again. Um, I just don't, I don't feel like he's the right person to have that conversation with them. Andy doesn't understand racism. So there's no way I'm ever going to believe that Andy is ever going to be able to facilitate an actual conversation of of positivity and productivity when it comes to colorism, because the if you're sitting here trying to understand the shit yourself, how can you properly facilitate a conversation of resolution about the subject if you don't even understand it? Right. And he, he tried to have the conversation with Giselle and Robin recently on Watch What Happens Live, and that fell flat too because he asked them about something with colorism, and then they kind of just gave him like a short answer and he just moved on from it. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Because he wasn't direct about the question. He asked about all of the backlash they've been getting on social media. And he didn't have a real direct conversation with them about how do you feel about their like like blatantly being colorist and how the things that you do to the darker skinned housewives are different than like prime example. Andy tweeted out the other day, mm -hmm. send me your questions for the for for the Potomac reunion. The first question that I sent him is why do you feel that Giselle is able to have this playful frenemy banter with Karen, who happens to be light-skinned with blonde hair, but not able to have this same level of playful understanding and banter with Candace, Monique, or Wendy? Mm -hmm. Why is it when she approaches her interactions with Wendy, it is, it is sheer hatred. Hatred. Mm -hmm. But yet with Karen, oh, it's just part of the game. Oh, we just, we got that understanding with each other. And mind you, I I hear you that they've been friends since before the show. I hear you fans, not you specifically, Raphael. I'm talking to the fans. Yeah. I hear y'all. But however, Mia just brought her friend of 20 years 
on television and aired her coochie out for the whole country. Miss me with that bullshit. Right. Kyle Richards brought both of her sisters, her blood sisters, on national television and let them get attacked and vilified and discredited and uh, accused of the craziest shit and did nothing. Mm-hmm. So what makes you think that anybody else is gonna be any different. Right, and my and my other issue is, piggybacking off that too, my other issue has always been uh, that, you know, when it comes to, you know, physical altercations or quote unquote violence or whatever people wanna call it, you know, Andy does treat the black housewives very differently than how he treats the white housewives or anybody oh. opposite. Because like, for example, on Housewives of New Jersey, <laughs> You know, they're the most violent cast out of the entire franchise. Like they throw drinks, fists, and pull hair every other episode. And it's just all laughs and jokes, et cetera, et cetera. Andy, he laughs about it. He jokes about it. You know, oh, the table flip is so iconic. But let the same thing happen on Potomac and Atlanta. And all of a sudden we need like a, a bunch of warning signs. Like, hey guys, we, we, don't, con- we don't condone violence. We're not, uh, you know, with this action, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, why? And like, here's maybe the same thing. Here's the bullshit of that for me, because to your point, in New Jersey, they they burn up purses, they <laughs> they burn purses, they pull ponytails, they snatch out extensions, they push bitches downstairs. Like Teresa physically <laughs> pushed Andy Cohen. Right. <laughs> Nothing happened, and it's a joke to him. Yet, when it comes to Potomac, Monique whipped Candace's ass. And y'all want to put a disclaimer before the episode, but you want to air it in every single piece of promotion that y'all use for the Mm -hmm. season. Don't put a disclaimer on none of that. Mm-hmm. Y'all put a disclaimer on that one episode, but not put it on every commercial that y'all air that same footage in. Right. And that's the thing that bothers me. It's just like, why? Like, for what? Even with the fans, the way the fans react to, like, you know, somebody throwing a drink, even though I don't agree with with the way Mia did it to Wendy, people nowadays, you know, they complain over that. And it's just like, this is what reality TV always was. Why are we all just all of a sudden becoming such babies about it? Like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. Like, people get their ass whooped in real life every day. Like, not everybody's going to be able to handle altercations with just words. Unfortunately, that's just not the way it is. And if some housewives, whether, you know, it's Potomac, Jersey, Atlanta, uh, Beverly Hills, anywhere, get into the physical alter- altercation, then it is what it is. I shouldn't, I don't like when the fans are like, oh, they need to be fired. They need to be fired. Because then it's just, it waters down the show. But the problem is for me, even if you want to fire people for, for physical violence, do it across the board. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. People were in such an uproar when Mia threw the drink on Wendy, which I think is wrong. Don't get me wrong. She she was dead ass wrong for that, right? Agree. Yeah. Like, Mia got backlash and up people. Mm-hmm. Brenna threw an entire glass that broke That's on the right. table right. At, at Kim Richards, and it's iconic. Mm-hmm. Teresa flips the table. It's iconic. Mm-hmm. But Portia drags Kenya off the stage and she needs to be fired. Well, well, wait. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, wait a minute. Because back then, people were not like, oh, you know, Portia needs to be uh, 
I, at least I don't think so. Back in the day, like, you know, when that season was airing, I don't remember people saying like, oh, Portia needs to be fired because Kenya, even though she's my favorite housewife and I love her to death, even she deserved it at the, at the moment. She kept provoking Portia over and over and over. And then she got, yeah, Portia got fired, I believe the next season, right? Um, she got dropped down to a friend. Yeah, and, and you see, and it, it all go, it all stems back from like many years of this happening on the franchise, and it's just unfortunate. It's just it shouldn't be like that for what? Yeah, because my thing is y'all can't keep punishing the black housewives for getting in fights or like making it seem like they're ratchet or uncontrollable or that they're some or or that they're any worse than anybody else. Prime example, Adriana. I I was literally just about to mention that, Sean. I was just about to mention that to you. Oh, my goodness. She knocked Joanna Krupa's jaw (laughs) on Miami, and nobody said a word. In the Victoria's Secret lingerie. In lingerie. She whooped her ass in lingerie, and nobody said nothing. Right. But but Portia's ratchet, because she chased that... Because she chased down Jamie and Al at the Christmas party and beat her up. Mm-hmm. But Lauren, but Jacqueline's daughter Ashley ain't ratchet for snatching out Damn. and getting feed extensions. Right. See, that's what I mean. Like, I'm not saying one is wrong and one is right. What I'm saying is, if we're gonna call it wrong, call it wrong across the board. Because it seems like y'all ain't got no problem wanting the Black Housewives fired or wanting to call it something negative when it's the Black Housewives. But then when it's the White Housewives, all of a sudden, it's iconic. Yeah. And this is why Brandy this, had, this past season of Beverly Hills. Oh, mm-hmm. When Brandy threw wine in Eileen's in face, it was iconic. When she slapped Vanderpump, it was iconic. But all of a sudden, child, Cynthia kicks Portia, and all of a sudden, it's, we need to shut the whole show down. Right. <laughs> Girl, get out of here. And this is what makes it so unfortunate, too, when they, um, you know, because recently, I guess, they started doing, like, oh, let's add a Black housewife to New York. Let's add a Black housewife to Beverly Hills. And Garcelle, this is why, you know, she is such, she is in such a difficult position herself, being surrounded with a bunch of white women, is because, for example, the whole Erica person out her son, if she wanted to react, you know, more than what she did on the show, Garcelle, I'm saying, if she wanted to react like cursing out Erica or doing whatever, throwing a drink in her face because of that, she'll be in the right. But of course, people are not going to view it that way. And they're going to see like, oh, Erica's the victim. She's crying and Garcelle is just too much now. Like, what is going on when she was in the right? And that's also another thing that goes into play when it's just like one person of color or one Black housewife on the show versus everybody else, you have to act a certain way to the audience so that way they don't view you that way. And I don't agree with that either. I don't either because it's like at the end of the day, Erica can threaten people, she can mm-hmm. scream, she can cuss people out and nobody yeah. says that she's aggressive. But yeah. the moment Garcelle raises her voice above a whisper, she's an angry black woman. Yeah. She's doing too much, she's too angry. Why is she so mad? Why is she going off? Why? Why she yelling? Why she screaming? That's why I'm glad at that reunion we got that moment when she went the fuck off on Kyle and was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Right? You really expect me to come and save you bitches while I'm trying to protect my motherfucking child?" Mm-hmm. She she deserved that moment, and I'm glad she saved that level of vitriol for that moment. She said she she deserved that moment. 
Right. And Kyle's another one, too, that's gotten physical this past season with Sutton, shaking her up at Garcelle's birthday party. That woman. I wanted Sutton to punch her in the face so bad. No, but seriously, though, like, like she was doing way too much. I'm like, I wish you would grab me like that, Kyle, and I was Sutton. I you would, because I don't condone violence, but I would have fucked you up. Mm-hmm. I would have hit you in the face for that. Don't that put was, your hands on me like that. That was I don't crazy. Don't put your hands on me like that. Mm-hmm. That was insane to watch. I was like, what is going on here? And what's happening? After, you gonna put your hands on me after discrediting me having a motherfucking miscarriage just because I didn't tell your ignorant ass about it. Kyle would've got ass whipped that night. <laughs> Sorry. I don't give a damn what nobody's saying. I don't condone violence, but Kyle would've had to see me in that parking lot. Right. Kyle would've had to see I would have been waiting by Kyle's car that night. Because I, <laughs> uh-uh. We ain't doing this on camera, but I'm going to see you at your car. Yes, God. We're going to meet in this parking lot because there is no way you're going to sit here and discredit this shit to me after you claim to be my motherfucking friend. You don't even know this bitch. One. And then two, just because I don't tell you something don't mean that it's not important to me. First of all, they tried to do the same thing with Lisa Vanderpump saying that they were trying to discredit her grieving her brother just because Teddy tried to claim that they didn't know how close she was. I was like, bitch, you ain't been on the show for two seasons. She don't know you. Right. And then Kyle tried to make it about herself too. You know, I had a damn brother at two years in. So like, what, uh, y'all help us get on my nerves. Kyle gotta go too, man. Kyle need, Kyle need to be on pause too. Kyle need to sit down somewhere. I'm sorry, cause the, Kyle is not the face of the show. Kyle has just been there the longest. That's it. Do you think that the show would shift though without her? Because I, I do feel, I don't know, even though she does get on my nerves sometimes, like it'll be I, weird to not have her on the show. I think there will be a major shift without her. I do agree with that. I just don't think that it would be as damaging to the show as people think it would be. Just like people think that the show is gonna fall apart with, without Rena. I don't feel like that, but I do think that a major change is gonna happen without her being there. Right, I mean, it's been done before with Nene, Vicky from OC. Yeah, like the show, like with Nene. Mm-hmm. She left the show twice and they done kept on pushing each time. Right. They'll be all right. They, they will be just fine. Mm-hmm. Now, before I let you go, because I because I have held you captive for, for um two hours now. Oh, really? Oh, my, well, um, you know what? I enjoyed every minute of that so far. That's the goal. I'm glad. Yes. But before I let you back into the wild so you can actually get to that vodka. <laughs> um, <laughs> thoughts on Teresa and Melissa. Let, let's kill New Jersey before we go. Because you know, I, one of them gotta go for me. Both of them can't last on the show too much longer for me. One of them gotta go. How do you feel? You know, with, you know, the Real Housewives of New Jersey, it, it's a soft spot for me because there's a, I think they're the second city that I've watched besides Atlanta when, when I first started into the Housewives. And I'm originally from New Jersey. I was born and raised in New Jersey. So, you know, they represent me. <laughs> <laughs> But when I watch, I just cannot stand it anymore. Like, I know that the season's coming up and and I, I was thinking of reviewing it, but part of me does not want to review it because it's just the last time I reviewed it last season, I did not get any type of enjoyment out of anything. Like, I was literally, it was literally like pulling teeth 
and I was pulling my hair out, and I'm bald. So how does that work? <laughs> Child, tell me. Because I, like, listen, I love watching the shows. I love talking about the shows. But recapping them is just hell for me because if it's not good, it's not good. And I don't think, well, I used to think that people don't want to sit, sit, sit and see me bitch about Housewives for an hour. But people are like, no, we want to see you bitch about Housewives for an hour. But I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. That, that's why I stopped recapping the shows because that's what this podcast was originally supposed to be. This podcast, which was originally supposed to be me recapping the shows, giving my little shady commentary, having a little fun, calling it a day. I was like, I can't do this no more. I can't do this, child. These girls gonna make me rip off my eyebrow meat. I ain't got time for yeah. it. And, and I enjoy reviewing every single video, every single city I, I reviewed so far on my channel. I love doing it. But New Jersey is the one that I just, it just gets underneath my skin. And I, you know, like I just told you a second ago, like I have very thick skin when watching the show. But seeing Melissa versus Teresa for the hundredth time, it's just exhausting. Like Teresa's annoying, Melissa's annoying. Her husband, Joe Gorga, is even more annoying. He acts like a little, you know, biatch. And it's just like, enough. Little bitch boy. <laughs> it's like, enough already. I feel like Teresa should have left last season. She had the perfect package to go. She had her wedding spinoff. That's that. We could have kept it pushing with the new housewives. The what, what, What's their name? Danielle and Rachel. And we kept, yeah. we could have kept it pushing. But no, now they come to the point where they really, really, really hate each other. And I believe that they can't even film in the same building or something, or the same location, because they hate each other that much. So it's just like, for what, what are we doing? BravoCon, they had two different Real Housewives of New Jersey panels. Yeah. I was like, y'all did all that, but y'all gonna keep, keep them on the same show? Y'all want them to fight. You want Teresa and Melissa to have that moment like Joe and Joe did, when all that black hair paint got splattered all across the wall. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, is that what they want? They want the, the the tension to boil up to something physical? Because first of all, if Melissa and Teresa had to get into a physical fight, who would win? I can't I can't see Melissa being a scrapper. So I think Teresa, my money will I, be on her. I think Teresa gonna wear her ass out, but she gonna come up bald because Melissa gonna have a hole on that hair. Yeah. She gonna have a hole a hole hold on that woman's roots child yeah she gonna mm -hmm. melissa gonna pull, she gonna pull she gonna pull that woman hair so hard she gonna pull her thoughts clean out of her head <laughs> like people and people also love joe gorga and they think that he's a big factor to the show and i'm like no just get rid of him and melissa like i'm not usually one to say oh you need to fire so and so you need to fight i i don't do that because you know i just don't do that but melissa and joe yeah they gotta go or Teresa, one or the other. Like, I love Teresa, but she also has to go too. Or else the show will never continue improving. I don't, you know, I think that that's another thing too. And that's why Atlanta is the way it is now, Housewives of Atlanta, is because they don't, they continue keeping the same cast. And even though it works sometimes, when you see that it's starting to not work anymore, I feel like that's when they should rebrand everything. That They should just let everybody go and just yeah. get something new. Because right now it's working with, with Potomac to a certain degree. Yeah. Right? It's working with Salt Lake City to a certain degree, even though mm -hmm. people want the whole damn show canceled now. I didn't I, 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 I was like, damn, it got that bad. But <laughs> crazy part about New Jersey for me is the family dynamic of the show was what made me love it so much. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I loved Real Housewives of New Jersey because of the family dynamics, because of the Manzos, because of the Loritas, because of the because of the Judices, because of the Wakilis, because of the Gorgas. But now I can't I can't deal with Joe Gorga. Melissa is just irritating to me. Like I've never had a real reason not to like her, but the more I watch her, the more irritating she gets, and I don't know why. And this whole thing going back between them and Teresa, I can't watch it again. I can't. I don't want to watch it. I don't care. I don't care mm-hmm. at all. Like, y'all done brought Gia into the mix. Gia going off on people now. I'm like, y'all need to stop. Stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's stop. a whole other thing, too. I'm like, so now we're doing this? <laughs> now you got the kids busting down to the party, going off on Margaret. I was like, girl, if Margaret had to cut your little young ass down, and that, exactly that's what I said I'm like okay if you want to you know involve yourself in issues like this then if Margaret says anything back to you it's all fair game that was my view on it I'm like it doesn't matter like you're you're a, you're of age now so you can also be called a bitch <laughs> exactly exactly because let that little girl have to try it out and be like girl if you don't go, go do some fucking homework who are you talking to <laughs> Bitch, if you don't go sew a prom dress and get the fuck out of my face, bitch, if you bitch, if you don't go wake up in the morning and think about so many things and get the hell out of my face, who are you talking to? Right. And I, I don't know. But I am excited for the two new housewives, though. I am excited for both of them. They seem fun from what I see on the trailer. I'm excited. I'm just like, I'm tired. I'm tired. I just feel like things need to change. I feel like all the franchises need a damn reboot. Starting with the intro, that's when New Jersey, New Jersey, again, being very, being my home state is very insulting that they get the intro that they have for seven years now, I believe. Yeah. It's pathetic. And they don't even hold anything. They said, I put my hand up on my hand. Girl, yes. Yeah. We ain't holding nothing but our breath. Cause I can't breathe in this dress, but I look good, honey. Work. Take this picture. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. Oh my goodness! You know what's crazy with the cast picture? They actually, you know how uh, Teresa and Melissa can't stand each other. They had to actually. I saw a behind the scene video of Teresa, Jennifer, or whoever she was standing with in the uh, in the cast photo. They had to take the picture together, and then the other group took it together themselves. So that's why in the cast photo, it looks divided. Yeah, it was Teresa, Jennifer, and the new girl. Yeah, and um, Dolores is in the middle, of course. Yes, and then it was the rest of the girls. I was like, oh, hell no. Y'all did, <laughs> girl, we can't even get a cast pitch this season. <laughs> if Melissa don't get, if Melissa don't get her ass whooped, cancel the whole damn show. <laughs> cancel the show. I'm done. I don't give a damn if it's a charity boxing match. Teresa, whoop whoop this girl ass so we can go home. I I think that that should be like the final face off. Like just have them fight in a street, like in a parking lot or an alley or something and then just call it a day and then we can move on to the reunion and that's that. But I don't know, it's just, I'm still iffy on reviewing this season. I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Put us out of our misery already. I can't take it. Give us new, give us New Orleans, and just you know, yeah. Boom, roll on down the river somewhere else, child. At this point, I'll take Nashville. No, no, I won't. Oh, wait, wait a minute. No, I'm not. See, I I don't, I don't dislike this cast that much. (laughs) 
See, I had to think about it. I was like, nah, wait a minute. Nah, nah, nah I'm just tripping. Let me well, come. What other city would you want to add to the franchise? Or do you think that there's too many cities? I don't think that there's too many cities. I think at this point, Housewives has its own universe because I affectionately call Housewives the, the Housewives Cinematic Universe or the HCU. Yes. There's so many franchises, there's so many wives, there's so many continents and countries, there's so many places, there's so many spinoffs, there's so many things that, that stem from Housewives. It's its own universe at this point. They could keep it going forever. I don't really mind if they do new cities every, well, that would be a lie. I, I don't mind if they keep doing new cities. I think that I would love to see them get back and really, you know, get back to the root and start digging into smaller cities. Um, I would love to see like a Real Housewives Phoenix, mm-hmm. Arizona. Like I, like I, I would love to see Vegas. I would love to see Chicago. I would love to see Denver. I would love to see Boston. I would love to see them reboot DC. Oh yeah, see that's what I I, I think that DC now in 2023 that would be very scandalous to to like do, and I would like to see that. Like imagine like putting a bunch of Democrats or Republicans together on a cast. Yeah. I would love to see that. Um, I don't really care if they reboot Dallas or not, but I would love to see a Houston franchise. I, I always say that the the Houston, just like New Orleans, should be a black cast. Like, let's reboot that with, with a black cast. I agree. And people say, why would they do two in Texas? They did two in California. Right. They uh, should have started doing the Real Housewives of San Francisco. That's what I'm waiting on, too. Right, like I'm waiting on San Francisco, San Diego, San Bernardino, Palm Springs. <laughs> Do you watch the Housewives outside of the U.S., like the international ones? I've started watching them recently. I have, like, I never used to watch them, but then all of a sudden I got a Tubi account. Mm-hmm. And then, then the shit just hit the fan. I started watching uh, Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the girls are popping down in Africa. I heard, I heard that there's like a wife on there that has like they're they're in a marriage with multiple multiple wives with one husband. Is that a thing? I don't think I've gotten to that episode yet or um to that season yet because I just started rewatching all the new ones like literally within the past week. Oh okay yeah somebody has that I think it's either that one or Durbin that they said that there's a wife on there that's married to a man but he has a bunch of wives. I wouldn't be surprised. I would love to see. Like I like I, like I'm so invested in the Real Housewives of Cheshire right now because of Lystra Adams. Mm-hmm. She's a lesbian and an actual lesbian housewife, Ooh, and she <laughs> she looks like she's straight out of a hip hop video. She looks like she's straight out of Fashion Nova. She is beat. She's sexy. She's beautiful. She is everything. Her girlfriend is sexy. Ooh, mm-hmm. God, her girlfriend is handsome and fine. Oh my God. I am obsessed with Cheshire right now. Yeah, and they're they're adding a. I just saw that they added another city in um in, in, with a G. Yeah, it was it was I forgot what city it was, but yeah, they added another one, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I the only one I saw clips of is the Real Housewives of Sydney. That was a crazy city. Like that was a crazy cast because there was one one cast member. I believe her name is Lisa. Her mouth was insane, but she was she was funny, I guess, in her way. Yeah, I lo- I want to dive into it just because I never got to be a foreign exchange student in school. So like, this is my way of having that opportunity. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, so you know, they don't stamp my passport for watching the international uh, housewives, but at least I get a little culture. You're right, exactly. <laughs> the more housewives, the better. The more housewives, the better. Yes. Before I let you go, there's a couple questions that I want to ask you, and okay. then I'm going to you into the wild. Okay. If you could say anything to the head of Bravo's social responsibility department, what would it be? Get rid of Andy Cohen as a host. Touche. I would say get rid of him because obviously, you know, everything that me and you just discussed a couple of minutes ago, like he just, he does not get it. He'll never get it. We need a new host and it's always biasy. And, you know, again, I don't want to hear a white man talking about you know, black, black women's problems. I don't. Um, what's the biggest lesson you've learned from reality television? Um, that I, that I, mm, that we're all a hot mess in our own way. You know that. You know, it's just you got to be a hot mess, but just you know, have fun with it. I guess. <laughs> that is fair. What is your tagline? Ooh, my tagline. Oh my. <sighs> Ooh. Oh, you caught me off guard with this one. Oh my goodness. Uh, if I had a tagline, and see, that's the way I start all my reviews with a tagline that I make up. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, hmm, it'll, it'll probably be something like, you know, similar to like, uh, to Joanna from Miami. What'd she say? Don't hate me because I have it all. Hate me because I'm beautiful. <laughs> I was like, brilliant, brilliant tagline. So smart. Something similar on the aspect, something like that. Like maybe, you know, I don't know. It'll be something really catchy. Oh my goodness, I hate that I can't think of something on the spot. <laughs> it took me years to come up with a good tagline that I would actually want to use. Bravo would use it, but but I'm sticking by it. Will be yours. Um, I have two. One that I don't think Bravo would would ever let me use and then one that would be my backup that I could slide by with. So okay. the first is I'm totally not aggressive. Just black. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Bravo would never let me use that. But the second one is ah, I may be young enough to grow but I'm old enough to know. Oh, that's a good one. See, I like it when they personally rhyme. <laughs> You see, I like that too. I was like, yes, child, rhyme the taglines. Give me a soliloquy, honey. Give me drama. Right. <laughs> yes, God. Now usually, now, usually I try to play a game with people on this show, but I want to invite you back so that we can get into more stuff and I can actually ask you questions for real and we'll play then. Will you come back on my show? Yes, of course. I would love to. I love that you just you invited me this time on the show. So the fact that you're inviting me a second time, I would definitely love to come back and okay. you know enjoy the game or conversation or just questions, just anything. I enjoyed our chat um, from okay. start to now. I I agree. Thank you so much. I had the best time. It was so much fun. I just literally threw away all all of the questions and was just like, let's just have a conversation. Cause I love when we can do that. Like sometimes there's like dead space where like we don't get a chance to banter. But if I can just have a conversation about what you're here to talk about, which was reality TV, housewives, what, what your content is about, mm -hmm. um, you know, 
that's perfectly fine for me too. But I do want to have you back just to actually like get to know you a little bit and like really like dig into your mind when it comes to how you think about reality TV at, from a like a content creator's perspective. So I have questions for you, but we'll do this another uh, uh, time. I just enjoyed having a, a, a being a fun Kiki with you. I, I felt like this was brunch. Yes, exactly. All we needed was mimosas. <laughs> Well, you was allegedly over there drinking vodka. Hey, Ooh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I definitely enjoy the conversation. You know, I'm sorry that we we just talked instead of questions or anything. But I mean, I, I love the conversation. I love that. I love that. Yes, but I would definitely be, I would love to come back and, you know, have a conversation about anything, you know? So yes, we could do it then. And thank I, you, again, Sean, for like just, you know, inviting me on, having me on for all this time and everything. Just taking your time out to just message me and just do this with me. Like, this is so cool. I've never done something like this. So this is my first time doing something like this. And I, I'm, I'm honored that it's in your presence like this. That means the world to me. Thank you so much. I am shocked that it, that like this is your first podcast or like something like this. Like that shocks me to tears. But thank you for doing your content. Thank you for recapping the show so I don't have to. I appreciate it because you get me through the Because literally, I'm being honest, I've gotten through the last few episodes of, of a couple franchises by watching your videos. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I really, really, really do. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you for the support on my channel. You know, I'm trying. <laughs> of course. Speaking of, tell the people where we can find you, where to find the channel, where to like, binge watch, send you money promote oh oh all of those. Well, you know, if you want to watch my channel and check out everything Real Housewives related, my channel is, my YouTube channel is I am Raphael. Uh, same thing with my Instagram is I am Raphael, period H. Same thing for Twitter and TikTok, I am Raphael H. And you can find me on social media and everything. And yeah, check out my channel. You know, we have a good time. <laughs> yes, honey. And this conversation was clear proof of that. Y'all know what's good, honey. Yes. Again, thank you, Sean, for having me on. And thank you for anybody listening. I, I appreciate everybody just giving me your time. Anytime. We appreciate you. Yes. Thank you so much. And on that note, that has been our show, children. I am going to release my guests. I'm sure they they are about to call the police and somebody is about to file a missing persons report. <laughs> so we're going to let this child get back to brunch, vodka, orange juice, and orange cups, work. We live. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in. And I want to again extend a special, special thank you to my guest, Raphael, for, for, for blessing the podcast today. Thank you so much, love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Sean. Thank you. Appreciate it. Of course. Now, before we go, I, I, I will remind you like I do every day on every episode, be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love you all from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message and misbehave yourselves. Peace. I love that. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Bye. Mwah. Bye. Mwah.